Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter at Coach Jan Shaw, on to Social, Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 9th of September. 0909 2023. And the title of today's show is Endgame Approaches Net Zero Zealots The Event. And so thank you for joining me again this week. It's been another interesting week in the news. Seems to be very interesting every week. And in fact, there was one article I saw saying all sorts of weird stuff has been happening. And if I get time, I'll share some of that with you. But I'm going to start with uh, Benjamin Fulford's weekly report again. This was published September 4th, which was, of course, Monday. So he won't have all the week's latest in there. We'll have to wait until next week to get that. So the title of the report is Endgame Approaches as $500 billion Rockefeller Bribe Attempt Fails. Reporting on world events once a week these days is like taking still motion pictures of an ongoing train wreck. During the past week, a lot of damage has taken place at an accelerating pace. Revolution, civil war, permanent slavery or anarchy for Americans and the West could happen as early as October, multiple sources agree. The people supporting revolution, nationalization of the Federal Reserve Board and restoration of democracy in the West are not part of the current establishment. These include people like Colonel Douglas McGregor and Judge Anna von Reitz, We have received a handwritten postcard from her and can now confirm she is a genuine human being and not an AI. Incidentally, if you're not familiar with Anna von Reitz, she's actually from Alaska and she's done a lot of exposure of the, um, let's say, the appropriation of birth certificates and, and the selling of assets that are actually people as registered on their birth certificate, which provides the collateral, if you like, for all the um, illegal fiat currency. She goes into an awful lot more than that. And it's a while since I actually read any of her stuff. But um, I suggest you go and look her up and see the various writings. She puts out some very long articles, so definitely worth looking into. And I might even cover her a little bit next week um, if I have time. So, okay, continuing on, McGregor was a longtime supporter of Donald Trump, who now realizes he is not the man to save the USA. 
People are wrong if they think if we elect him, he will save us, he says. With Congress, the judicial system is compromised and getting, in quotes, elected president in the current system is meaningless. They are sailing the ship of state into its biggest storm in history. This ruling class in Washington needs to go away. The question is, how do you get rid of them? That's what has to be done. The American people need to understand the two-party system is an illusion. The bankers think we will become happy serfs on their plantations. Now, it's interesting that he should say that because um, it's assuming that he'll just be elected through the current um, corrupt electoral system. But I think what we're seeing play out here indicates that that isn't what's going to happen at all. There's currently a trial going on of John Eastman, who is a disbarment trial, and he is Trump's attorney, I believe one of his current attorneys. And it was widely reported on Twitter, actually. I haven't seen an article about it, but this was a tweet by Rambling Infantrymen, I'm hearing evidence of election crimes. Them televising this spectacle trying to embarrass Eastman is backfiring. Eastman and team are finally able to present evidence of rigging that never got heard by a court. Hope all honest Americans get to hear and see some of this evidence. So basically, it's in effect exposing the fraud in the election which um, is kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And, you know, we believe that this is what's going to happen with um, the indictment of Trump and the other 18 indictees, if that's the right word, uh, in Georgia, that it's going to force the, the revealing of the evidence that Trump and his supporters have that the... 2020 election was actually stolen. So, you know, I don't think it's going to play out just as another four-year election, to, to coin a phrase. So I can't say I agree with this, this part of the report because, you know, we've had all these signs that Donald Trump is the chosen one to take down the whole of the deep state, the Khazarian Mafia, the Illuminati, the Cabal, whatever you care to call them. And we've got people saying Trump is the only one that can do this. So, you know, as I always say, use discernment and take some of this with a pinch of salt if it doesn't resonate with you. Anyway, continuing on, those pushing towards civil war are the backers of establishment candidates like Donald Trump. Well, I don't agree with that. Anyway, he's hardly establishment. And the Obama avatar, Joe Biden. Their mudslinging and lawfare against each other is dominating the corporate news cycle. It is now obvious only civil war will resolve the situation unless people wake up to the fact they are all actors working for the KM. A civil war would turn the US into a mega Ukraine and help enslave the American people further. The Khazarian Mafia is pushing a series of manufactured emergencies such as a civil war in an attempt to scare people into farm animal-style submission. These emergencies include a new pandemic, climate change, 
all-out nuclear war and an alien invasion. If none of these forces prevail, then anarchy and social collapse are certain in the US and most of the West. This would be the worst possible alternative. In any case, multiple events show things are quickly coming to a head. The biggest was the failure of a last-ditch attempt by the Rockefellers, etc., to stay in power with a $500 billion bribe. Here is how a North America-based CIA source describes the situation. Many deep state people were expecting money from the Rockefellers today, September 1st, but nobody got a penny. They went all around the world to various banks and found out their accounts were either not there or drained of funds. Percentage of the money the IRS collects is supposed to go to Rocky's banks, but not anymore. That is the only way right now the US is barely floating Very many big boats may sink in the next while. Another huge and underreported event was a split between India and China at the last BRICS meeting over control of the global financial system. A visible sign is Chinese President Xi Jinping not going to this week's G20 meeting in India. The KM has been sucking up to Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi by offering him a cornucopia of promises, including leadership of the KM-controlled G20. The Chinese say the G20 has been replaced by the BRICS 11, and thus there is no point in attending Western-controlled G20 meetings. The Russians agree. That's why their presidential avatar, Vladimir Putin, will also skip the event. Now, I have read that Putin isn't going to these events because the International Criminal Court um, put out an arrest warrant for him. Or so I understand it. Anyway, continuing on, things are expected to come to a head on September 18th and 19th as the UN General Assembly convenes in a last-minute KM push to use Agenda 2030 to create a totalitarian world government controlled by them. The failure of the Rockefellers' $500 billion bribe attempt means this agenda is almost certainly doomed now. The fact is... The UN is a privately owned, unelected organization, and most of the so-called leaders attending their events are bribed and blackmailed puppets, Asian secret society sources note. This is why they cut off funding for the UN, the BIS, the IMF, the World Bank, and other KM-controlled institutions. The lack of money is flushing out deep state actors who have tried to stay hidden until now. One example is an individual by the name of Matthew Hornby contacted the White Dragon Society asking for help. A huge bribe offer was made in getting Neil Keenan to cash gold-backed bonds in his possession. These are the seized $134.5 billion US Treasury bonds that were part of the 2009 Chiasso Affair. Hornby's people also tried to claim that Keenan was the one and only who has possession of the sealed black book and foisted by his predestined superior authority and pinnacle power over the world's financial systems, inclusive of the Eastern Dragon family financial instruments. And this paragraph continues on his website, Neil Keenan's website, saying, 
by his 2009 appointment as special power of attorney and fulfilling his mission of securing and being elected as the Aminar of the Global Collateral Accounts, GCA, as well as planned restructuring and refinancing the corrupt fiat and debt defunct Cabal Kazar's Western banking systems to be backed by the WAMS gold and silver asset currencies, i.e. World Bank, Bank of International Settlements, International Monetary Fund, Federal Reserve, National Central Banks, Vatican Bank, Queen's Bank and other tiered banks. Upon his Indonesian elders' election as Amina in 2018, Keenan has been in a strategic stealth mode in covertly battling the cabal while discoursing with influential people and negotiating with powerful leaders to reach mutual agreements. On December 1st, 2021, Keenan accepted the global spiritual, political and financial leaders' entrusted acclamations and their chosen recognition of his ordained status as the one. Back to Ben Fulford's report. The problem is Keenan's colleagues say he was murdered in 2014. He was replaced by a Rothschild imposter who did not even know Keenan had a son in Bulgaria. Hornby contacted the WDS, that's the White Dragon Society, because the Rothschilds were told by Asian secret societies to do so. The WDS, however, will only negotiate directly with the Rothschilds and not with one of their agents. No matter what, though, according to the Dragon family, the bonds in question are their property. The original Keenan had absconded with them, they say. So the Rothschilds stole stolen property and naively thought they would be able to use it to stay in control of the world's financial system. Another deep state actor who needs to be exposed is Leo Zagami of the P2 Freemasons. For some reason, Zagami fails to mention Pope Francis was killed in 2020 and replaced with a mask-wearing imposter who takes orders from the Rothschilds. Why is that? Zagami did not respond to an email asking about this. Zagami told me when I met him that his people put Barack Obama in power. He also said the P2 Freemasons created communism. As former speaker Newt Gingrich notes, Obama controls the, quote, clearly cognitively disadvantaged Joe Biden, end quote, who is just the tip of the iceberg of the real corruption involving Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama and other deep state actors. Since Biden is just a puppet for Obama and their actions are clearly communist, this implies Zagami is involved in supporting the horrific fake Biden regime. Incidentally, if you haven't seen it in the news, there's all sorts of revelations coming out about Obama this week, or they've come out this week. I might, I might be able to cover a bit of that later. Regardless, Obama is now being outed. His brother, Malik Obama, will be interviewed by Tucker Carlson on Tuesday, September 19th. Will Malik Obama survive until the 19th? That is a billion-dollar question, a Mossad source asks. Another KM power broker who has tried to stay hidden is UK Cabinet Secretary Simon Case. Two separate MI6 sources say Case and the KM tap all MPs' phones and those are senior judges. 
the operation is run out by GO2 based at Vauxhall Cross. MI6 are powerless to shut them down. GO2, Director Sir John Scarlett, implicated in the Diana assassination, in turn supplies blackmail summaries to Case and the Cabinet Office. Sunak is gay but not out, and GO2 has given Case the details of his gay partners, the MI6 sources say. They add Case and, the, and Sunak know about two bribes paid by the EU to former PM Boris Johnson, read the EU withdrawal treaties, each of 10 million euros. This is why British Defence Secretary Ben Wallace resigned. Sunak replaced him with Grant Shapps and look who is lurking behind him. And in the video that's included, lo and behold, who should appear but Bill Gates. And we all know what he is part of, the KM and all the rest of them. As soon as Shapps was announced, British arms company BAE Systems set up a legal entity in Ukraine to offer more direct support to the country at war with Russia. MI6 says this is just a massive money laundering operation. Needless to say, the UK military is not going to follow orders from Shapps, Case or Sunak, MI6 sources say. In any case, Keenan, Zagami and Case are just some of the many people vying for control of the world's financial system. The problem is they are all Westerners. The rest of the world wants to replace Western rule with something that actually represents the real world. As Russian presidential avatar Vladimir Putin notes, the shift of the centre of economic political activity outside of the West is, quote, a completely objective and inevitable process, end quote, that is above and beyond the current global political situation. Here are some recent signs of this process, which is especially evident in Africa. In Gabon, the military seized power following the re-election of President Ali Bongo. Bongo was a, an Obama protégé who was fated from Washington to Davos. He was a key player in the war on Libya by the KM. The huge cash dash Bongo was found with is typical of KM-controlled puppet leaders. Meanwhile, in Niger, thousands rallied in the capital, Niamey, to demand that former colonial ruler France withdraw its troops from the country. This is part of an Africa-wide revolution against the KM. And there's a map showing African countries where the military has seized power. And there's Sudan, Chad, Niger, Mali, and three others. I can't read them very well. Oh, Guinea is one of them. There's a couple more I can't read properly because it's black on dark grey background, so it's rather hard to distinguish. Since the country's former line across Africa on the southern edge of the Sahara, it looks like some sort of major transport corridor is being prepared there, presumably as part of China's Belt and Road Initiative. In East Asia, ex-PM Thaksin has returned to Thailand and asked for a royal pardon. His return last week coincided with political ally and fellow tycoon Sreta Thavisin winning a parliamentary vote to become prime minister that same day. Thai royal family sources say a deal has been made with the military and the monarchy. This almost certainly means the Rothschilds and Rockefellers have now lost control of the royal Thai gold that was helping keep them barely afloat. 
North Korea chipped in with a simulated tactical nuclear strike against the U.S. mainland. A revolution is definitely needed in the U.S. and Japan, North Korean sources say. Meanwhile, in Israel, more and more Jews are fleeing the country as it turns into a satanic theocracy that is no longer capable of defending the country. Russia is trying to lure many of them back. The NATO defeated Ukraine is accelerating this process because it is shutting down a money laundering operation that kept the KM going. The Ukraine is, was, a cash cow for the Uni Party in Washington, says Colonel Douglas McGregor. He adds, the Ukrainians have admitted to 400,000 dead. That's more dead than we suffered in three years of fighting World War II. The war's over. It has been lost. With defeat comes finger-pointing and corruption investigations. The Hungarian government is demanding EU and Ukrainian authorities provide a detailed report on how exactly the 50 to 70 billion euros previously allocated to Ukraine was spent, Hungarian Foreign Minister Peter Zijato says. In the US, meanwhile, Representative Brad Wenstrup, Republican Ohio, the chairman of the House Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, wants to know what the U.S. Department of Justice is doing to recover an estimated $280 billion in U.S. COVID-19 relief spending that allegedly flowed to criminals inside and outside the United States. Already, Ukrainian oligarch Igor Kolomoisky, who is widely seen as President Vladimir Zelensky's puppet master, has been detained pending trial for alleged money laundering. Also, Ukraine's defence minister, Oleksiy Reznikov, has been dismissed from his post. His dismissal comes amid a wider anti-corruption drive. Polish intelligence has also supplied evidence of the sort of atrocities this money laundering operation funded. They say 13 out of 15 Russian spies who were detained in Poland turned out to be Ukrainians. From them, they found out about ads circulating on the dark net offering Ukrainian children for sale. One ad reads, There are six, seven, nine bunnies. We will bring them to Poland. Payment in bitcoins. It says the children will be sent from Lviv. Some advertisements even mention the blood type of children, suggesting that it is not just sexual slavery, but organ harvesting. Let us recall the existence of the website Children of War, created by the, by the regime in Kiev, the sources say. Of course, it could be adrenochrome harvesting too. Now ask yourself, why did Netflix and Amazon Prime just turn down the anti-child trafficking movie Sound of Freedom, one of the most popular movies of the year? The Polish further also say their country is being destroyed by a KM carbon sequestration program covering 75% of their territory. This means the KM can seize without any compensation your house, flat, plot, etc. if it is located on the land intended for the construction of a carbon capture facility. In a sign of just how absurd things have become, Bill Gates has invested in a project to chop down 70 million acres of forest, mostly in the US. The cut trees will then be buried, Scientists on the rich parasites payroll 
falsely claim that burying the trees can reduce the fake global warming. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, can you? A total of 1,609 real scientists and professionals from around the world have signed a declaration dismissing the existence of a climate crisis and insisting that carbon dioxide is beneficial to Earth. Well, hello, we're a carbon-based planet, of course it is. This sort of truth-based opposition is causing the KM to switch from global warming to climate change. This midsummer snowstorm in Germany is a sign of this. One theory is that the weather manipulation attempts by the UN, trying to make it hotter by steering cooler weather up north, is now bouncing back. Another well-publicized KM climate change crime is the DEW attack on Maui. Note also that for some reason the Hungarian government has begun providing victims of the Maui due attacks, DEW, with temporary housing. What has FEMA been doing? Nothing. Only putting up their people in a $1,000 a night hotel resorts. In addition, that was me, by the way. In addition to these and other climate atrocities, the KM is still trying to promote a pandemic. Didn't Bill Gates develop GMO mosquitoes in at least three different places around the world? Didn't Bill Gates also invest heavily into malaria vaccines? Didn't malaria and leprosy show up in the USA in recent months? Now, Gates is saying experimental mRNA jabs are set to replace all of our medicines, according to Bill Gates and the globalist elite, who are warning that we will be forced to take hundreds of mRNA jabs every year if we wish to participate in society. However, Gates is likely to fail in this forced vaccination campaign, thanks in large part to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and Dell Bigtree. They proved the long-held statement that, quote, vaccines don't cause autism, end quote, is completely false, and they have forced the CDC to remove the statement from their website. The CDC can no longer claim vaccines do not cause autism because they do. In 1980, autism was 1 in 10,000. 1986, then vaccine industry lost liability and the massive increase in unsafe childhood immunizations began. 1990s, autism 1 in 500. 2018, 1 in 36 children with autism. 2021, American children will get 72 doses of vaccines and there are over 250 in the pipeline. At this increasing rate, autism is projected to be one in two children by 2030. And as a screenshot, your doctor was bribed to inject you with poison. COVID-19 vaccine provider incentive program. And it gives a list of bonuses that the doctors receive when they um, vaccinate a certain number of people. If you want to peek into the minds of the KM criminals who do such things, listen to WEF agent Yuval Noah Harari say, what do we need humans for? At the moment, our best solution is to keep them happy with drugs and computer games. So I guess we must assume he doesn't consider himself to be human. Despite their arrogance, enough people are now awake to these monsters that they can no longer safely appear in public. 
A recent example can be seen here as avatar Nancy Pelosi gets totally humiliated by a group of young Latinos. And it includes a video uh, showing Pelosi and somebody yelling, you're a liar. It is obvious this is not the real Pelosi. This one is too young. For another example, a grade school child tells Jill Biden to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Finally, in a sign the KM are desperately reaching for their alien invasion card, the Pentagon has a new website to release declassified Uf UFO photos, videos and reports. And the website is aaro.mil, M-I-L. So there you have it. That's Ben's report of the week. Some interesting things in there. As I said at the beginning, or when I first started reading it, I don't agree with everything that he says. And, uh, you know, as I said, you need to use discernment, figure out what feels right, what resonates, and discard the rest. And uh, we have to do that with a lot of things. So, on to a piece of UK news, and this is uh, somewhat concerning, I must say. And it's an article on the Exposé website. David Curtin, Net Zero Zealots will use the energy bill to take your home away from you. On Tuesday, the UK's energy bill had its third reading and was passed by the House of Commons. It may sound innocuous, but this is part of the tyranny that is being implemented under the banner of net zero, David Curtin said. In a video, Curtin highlights two specifically awful things in this bill, the energy smart regulations and the energy performance regulations. This is how the government is going to try to take your property off you, he said. David Curtin is the leader of the Heritage Party, a political party formed in 2020 to defend our heritage and restore our nation. Curtin has worked tirelessly after the, over the last few years in defence of our freedoms and to highlight the nefarious actions of both London Mayor Sadiq Khan and the UK government. He regularly uploads videos on his YouTube channel. Yesterday, he uploaded a video to explain the hidden agenda behind the newly passed energy bill. This bill is huge, Curtin said in a video. It's over 400 subsections and clauses. And the bill has a ridiculously long title, which I'm not going to read. Um, I'm just going to carry on with the article. This bill is going to completely and utterly change our lives in the future, Curtin said. It will bring in the World Economic Forum's idea or mantra of you will own nothing and be happy because it's what this bill does or has the potential to be. The energy smart regulations are detailed in section 235 of the bill. Section 235 doesn't say anything as it stands, but it gives the Secretary of State the power to make regulations about energy smart appliances and apply them to most of the electrical appliances that we use day to day as well as internal heating. In the future, the Secretary of State could make secondary legislation on any of those things at any time and lay something before Parliament that says, oh, well, you're not allowed to use your cooker on a Sunday, or you're not allowed to use your dishwasher and washing machine between midday and midnight, for example. The bill also 
extends the time that energy companies are allowed to push smart meters onto homes for another five years and gives energy companies targets to get smart meters in every home. So they're really pushing this. They want everybody to have a smart meter so somebody else remotely can control your electricity and turn it off and turn it on. Turn it off remotely at the flick of a switch, Curtin said. This is how undemocratic the system now is in the UK. We have the veneer of democracy, but you have a primary legislation, the energy bill, that gives the power for secondary legislation to be laid down in what is called statutory instruments. Say the Secretary of Energy and Climate Change comes along in 2024 or 2025 and lays a statutory instrument before Parliament saying no one's allowed to use electricity on a Sunday. As Curtin explained, how it works in practice is several statutory instruments, maybe 20 or 30, are put before Parliament on a Friday afternoon. Usually on a Friday, there are not many MPs in attendance because they have already left to return to their constituencies. In theory, the MPs can vote on it and debate it, but they just put them through one after the other. Ten seconds, ten seconds, ten seconds. They give a list of things that they want to put through to the Speaker. The Speaker says, and now we are going to consider statutory instrument number 42 concerning the Energy Act 2023. Everybody in favour say aye. Everybody against say nay. Silence. The eyes have it, the eyes have it, and then it's law. And then they move on to the next one, Curtin said. The energy bill also allows for criminal offences if we do not allow inspectors from certain agencies into our homes to inspect energy meters and electrical appliances. The inspectors will have to obtain a warrant from a justice of the peace. But, Curtin said... That is very, very frightening, giving extra powers to extra inspectors from whatever agency they create to enforce these regulations. In this country, an Englishman's home is his castle. This tramples on that right and that freedom to what we want in our own homes and to trade as we want to trade. Then there's the energy performance regulations. This is about your building as a whole and compliance with net zero, Curtin said. If you buy an electrical appliance, it has an energy efficiency rating sticker on it. They're giving these energy ratings now not just to appliances, but to houses and buildings as a whole, Curtin said. New bills have to comply with a certain level of energy standard. In the UK, there are already regulations in place that say all new buildings have to be grade E on the energy use standard or above. They can't be F or G. And they're tightening that as it goes along. So by 2028, all new buildings will have to be energy grade C. And ultimately, what they want to do by 2050 is make everything energy grade A for buildings. So that is net zero, apparently, and doesn't emit any carbon dioxide either in the construction or as people use the building, he explained. Conforming with energy grade A is not only going to make our lives restricted, cold, stuffy and miserable, it is also absolutely horrendous for our heritage, Curtin said. Most of our older buildings will be grade F or G on the energy standards. This bill gives the Secretary of State for Energy and Climate Change the power to introduce energy performance regulations to comply with net zero. 
It also says that energy performance regulations may provide for the creation of criminal offences with up to one year in prison or a £15,000 fine or both if your home or a building that you own does not comply with any future energy performance regulations, Curtin said. This is how the government is going to try to take your property off you. Because if you own a building, all buildings will have to comply in the future with energy regulations and whatever standard they say that buildings have to comply with. At the moment, Curtin explained, they are only requiring new buildings to comply. But as they're doing in the European Union, they will go back in time and then they will say, well, not just new builds, but any existing building has to be brought up to a certain standard. So if you have an old building that's F or G on the energy rating system, you have to bring it up to an E standard at least. And then they're going to say, now for net zero, we need to make sure all buildings are C. Eventually, everything will have to be brought up to A standard, which is impossible with older buildings built in a different way from today. They're built for humans to live in rather than for artificial intelligence to look at and give a compliance tick to. We know in some places the council have plans to knock down dozens or even hundreds of old buildings because they don't comply with net zero. What they're doing is they're just letting them rot. They're moving people out of them. They are running them down. They're letting old buildings decay and then they're declaring them unsafe and then the plan is to knock them down. As Curtin warned, if you do not have the money to improve your home, particularly older buildings, to whatever energy standards that they dictate at the time, they will say that you cannot sell your home or rent your home because it does not meet the energy standards and you will also have to pay a fine and you may have to go to prison. Then they will offer you a way out. The government will offer to buy your home from you and say that they will make the necessary improvements. And then what they'll do is they'll just knock it down, Curtin said. As Curtin said, these climate alarmists don't care about net zero. They just want to impose it on everyone else. They want everybody else to be miserable and they want to destroy our history and our heritage so that we have no connection to our past and connection to our roots, he said. And incidentally, you you are unable to rent out a house that doesn't have an E rating or higher. If it's an F or a G, you can't legally rent it out. So, you know, it's the regular, some of the regulations are already there. And, you know, that may seem just uh, relevant for the UK. And I know, you know, a large percentage of our listeners are from the US. But remember, there are smart meters in the US too. And don't put it past them to start introducing the same kind of thing that they're introducing in the UK. So um, just be aware that that could be round the corner for the US as well. I'm going to change themes completely now and take a more metaphysical view of what is going on. And this is an article on greatawakeningreport.com and Not all the reports, in fact, the majority of the reports or articles are gathered from various places on the internet and then sent out to subscribers so that they can see uh, news from all sorts of different sources, which is very, very helpful. 
So this particular report is called Compression Breakthrough, Divine Intervention, The Event, The End of Times, Trials, Testing and Purge. And it's actually, it's by somebody called Cobra, and I don't know who that is. And it says it's a Great Awakening Report edited version. There are two one-sided perspectives on this planet. One is that we need to do everything on our own, and the other one, we are helpless, and we are powerless, and we need external help. Actually, what is necessary here is partnership. Partnership between the surface population and the galactic races. And this is the way it is done all over the galaxy. And this is the way it has to be done here to be successful. We have one necessary essential element to the liberation and they have the other one. And only together we can make this possible. So this is why this partnership is necessary to empower each other and to make this liberation possible. We are creating a bridge between the surface of the planet and the heaven, and this bridge will trigger the event. It will assist in that process, and it will defeat the darkness. People sometimes have expectations that are not based in reality. People are expecting a few minutes of one strong meditation can transmute all darkness on planet Earth, which was accumulating here for thousands and thousands of years. That, of course, is not possible real physical change that will be visible, evident, and what people are expecting will only happen the last few weeks before the event. Nothing will be really visible months before the event. The only time when people will really begin to notice changes is a few weeks before the event. So no matter how many meditations we do before that particular moment, there'll be no really strongly visible external changes. What does change with every meditation is we empower the positive timeline and we prevent many negative things from happening. Without our meditations, we would not be having this conversation right now. Maybe this surface of the planet would already have been destroyed. So we have averted so many negative scenarios. We have averted so many wars. They have attempted to create a war in Syria in Iraq, in Iran, in Israel, in Ukraine, you name it. So many times over and never never succeeded. The only time they succeeded was with this pandemic. And the only reason why they succeeded with this pandemic, I would say the main reason why they succeeded with this pandemic, was that the key lightworkers on the planet have made crucial, stupid and egoistic mistakes in 2020, 2021 and in 2022. That could all be prevented. It was not necessary, this pandemic. It's completely unnecessary. This whole drama could be avoided. But I would say that many other things have been avoided with our meditations, and it helped a lot. Many things could have been much worse than they are now. It's a complete miracle that we are not living in a completely totalitarian New World Order regime right now. There are elements of it, yes, but we are not there. We are not living in concentration camps. So it's a complete miracle that we are not there. If we compare what the dark forces are doing, how much energy they put into this and the state of humanity of the surface of the planet, we have been extremely successful if we see how these things could have turned out. There are two factors involved here. The first one is there is simply more darkness than anybody expected. 
I expected, <laughs> the resistance movement expected, or the light forces expected. And the second factor is there is less cooperation and more egoism and more stupidity among the light workers than anybody expected. So those two factors combined have resulted in this process being less pleasant and more challenging than I initially expected. So it is hard to determine how this will play out. But I would say the more people hold the light, the more people cooperate in a positive way, the more people develop and manifest common sense together with a spirit of cooperation, the more the easier our roles will be. Of course, the dark forces will try to challenge that. This is their nature. This is a war. And they will do whatever they can to win. They will not win, but they will do whatever they can to disturb this process. But if we manifest more unity, that will be a very powerful protection against that. So it's a matter of two forces interacting. On the positive side, we have those light workers who are cooperating and who are manifesting common sense. And on the other side, we have the dark forces that are already cooperating and that are using their strategy in a way that is much more efficient than I have seen among most of the light workers. And then we have the light forces clearing the exotic technologies and they cannot intervene directly before the threat of exotic technologies is removed. So this is the situation now. We have much power in our hands to make the rest of this journey easier. Yet most people will not take me seriously and they will still not cooperate. And we will have more mandates, more of the same until the breakthrough happens. This is most likely what would happen. I'm not very hopeful again. I've seen enough of human nature to see how people behave. But there'll be a point when enough of the negative exotic technologies will be removed and the light forces will make the breakthrough. And then, of course, the war will be over. It will not matter anymore. This will be a total game changer. We are not heading towards disaster. We are in a tug of war. We are now in a situation where both sides are equally powerful and are opposing the other. So the good guys are opposing all this and the bad guys want to manifest this. On one hand, we have a slow collapse of the society. On the other hand, we have a big awakening happening. People who haven't seen what's going on even a few months ago now are opening their eyes and they see and there is a massive positive non-compliance happening also at the same time. So we have a dynamic equilibrium between both dark and the light agendas here. Both sides are quite powerful and I expect this tension to continue until the breakthrough happens. At some point there will be more of the dark appearing to win. At some point there will be more of the light appearing to win. And this equilibrium, these strong opposing forces in my expectations will continue like this until the breakthrough. And of course, we are not going back into the old normal. This is not going to happen. This went too far. The old society has reached a, po a point of no return in the summer of 2019 already, and this cannot be reversed. The only way is up. The only way is towards the event. If people get oppressed, they need to resist that oppression. I mean peacefully, coherently, massively. If people say nothing... If people just comply, then it's easier for the dark forces to implement those measures. We can see more people coming to a realization that something is not right. Something is going on. People are beginning to question things. 
Of course, the alternative media has been poisoned with so much disinformation. And when people begin to read all those articles and look at all of those videos, they get more confused. But at least they begin to question the official narrative. They begin to think. They begin to want to make their own choices, which is a very positive occurrence. It hasn't ever happened on such a massive scale before. This is the first time in human history we have hundreds of millions, if not billions of people, for the first time questioning the official story. This has never happened before. We are in the last phase before the breakthrough, before the maximum terminal flux, which is the event. So we are in that last phase and the thermal flux is accelerating, which you can actually experience. All that tension that is felt is actually more and more energies flowing, more and more, I would say, in terms of physics, more and more thermal flux occurring in the system. And it's increasing and it will keep increasing until the event. So there will be more tension, more dynamic forces in play until something breaks. And that will be the moment of the event. We seem to be approaching the boiling point. And as you say, hold on a little longer and withstand the siege. No, I would say the best if you're in a situation like this, the common strategic sense will be to keep holding the light no matter how long it takes. Because if you let it go right now, if you surrender right now to this chaos, then it's not going to be fine. You need to keep your focus. You need to keep your light on going, holding that tension, holding that consciousness, that focus until the breakthrough happens. There is no plan B. This is now the gamma timeline, which calls for direct intervention. Since a few years ago, we were on gamma timeline and this needs to happen. So there is no plan B. It just needs to unravel until its final resolution. We are in this gamma timeline. We need to keep on going until the intervention happens. People are waiting passively for the event. This is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you need to do whatever you can to make your life better, to manifest as good a life as possible and in the circumstances that they are right now. But the event is a final goal. We have been born for something greater. We have this higher purpose in mind as well. So both. This moment, live as good as possible, do your mission and live your life in a way that is aligned with your divine plans. There are protests taking place all over the world to counteract the mandates and lockdowns. The politicians are aware of all those demonstrations. Of course, they will ignore them. Of course, they will do nothing. They will pretend nothing is happening because they want to keep their positions. They want to keep their power. But energetically speaking, the coherence of the field is rising. The power of human consciousness against this new world order takeover is rising. It's increasing in power until the breakthrough. So this is the counterforce which prevents all those negative scenarios like concentration camps, etc. from actually manifesting. It keeps them at bay. Is it likely that we'll get to a point where there's a global revolution on such a grand scale that it would bring some of the negative elites to their knees before the event? It is a possibility, as I said. It's a dynamic scenario with many rips and undercurrents and anything is possible. There was one possibility for a major revolution and an occurrence breaking through in September, which did not manifest, which is better because it was more peaceful. 
it could be quite violent and we could not be having this conversation right now if it manifested. So if this revolutionary timeline manifests, it will be quite drastic, dynamic. It can have various outcomes. Some of them are pleasant, some of them are less pleasant. So we will see. It's impossible to predict. There are too many variables in this situation right now. Common sense is very much needed. Everybody's so emotionally polarized and so easily swept with this current negativity in one way or the other. So common sense is very much needed and a spirit of cooperation, which has been almost completely lost. The surface population never really understood how it is to cooperate. That is something that is completely natural in the rest of the universe. We are going to learn to cooperate. That's very important. We cannot, you cannot open the eyes of others. They need to do this for themselves. And you will be labelled conspiracy theorists if you try to open the eyes of another person who is not ready for it. So I would say you can share this, but share it only with those who are ready. You don't force this upon anybody because many are simply not ready. People can get frustrated. It's most important to maintain our focus, keeping our own vibration high and find our own joy in whatever way works for us. People will feel that you have a different vibration, that you are somehow different. They will go to you with their questions and then you can explain to them what's going on. So I hope you've enjoyed that different point of view from the normal kind of um, news of the world, should I say. Um, this is much more the bigger picture of what is happening and what we're all here to be a part of. So yes, it is going to be biblical. It's already biblical, I think. Um, interesting that what's been happening since the beginning of this year, it's just been um, revelation after revelation, you know, the exposure of so much. And one of the latest things, of course, is what's happening with the exposure of Obama and his homosexual um, assignation, shall we say, that happened uh, just before he was elected president. And I've known about this story all for several years now, but it's now come up in this uh, interview with Tucker Carlson of a man called Larry Sinclair, who claimed that he had sexual uh, relationship with Barack Obama. Um, Pepe Lies Matter on Substack has done a good breakdown of this, which I don't have time to go into all of it. But what he's basically saying that it wasn't just Larry Sinclair, but it was also other people that were involved with Obama. Larry Sinclair told us that a man named Donald Young came to him and told him that he also had a sexual relationship with Barack Obama. Donald was an openly gay choir director at Obama's home church. He was shot in the back of the head right before Christmas in December 2007, right as Obama's candidacy was picking up steam. And he talks about um, another death of someone you know, linked to Obama, and this was deemed to be a major cover-up, so it didn't sabotage his presidential campaign in 2008. 
And, you know, we've seen similar things happen with the Clinton body count, haven't we? Uh, don't put anything past these people. And there's also still a huge amount of speculation about what's the real story behind the death of Obama's chef, which was uh, very much a cover-up, no doubt about it. So, so what I'm saying about 2023 and all these revelations coming out that show the corruption that we're dealing with, which I know can be quite overwhelming at times. But as I said earlier, you know, Donald Trump is the man to come in and really get going on draining this swamp. And Tucker Carlson uh, asked him at the interview about why he hadn't why he thought he hadn't been assassinated. Well, we know that there have been multiple assassination attempts already, but given what his role is, I'm sure he's getting uh, absolute first-class protection. And of course, we're pretty sure that it's not the real Donald Trump that makes all these appearances. You know, you see these people that are opposing with supposed Donald Trump in a photograph and you look at the Trump who is there and it's pretty obvious when you look at him that it isn't the real Donald Trump. Um, so, so yes, more revelations. We're still going through this great awakening and this great reveal, shall we call it, and so may it continue. The thing is, as, as that last article says, we have to keep our vibration high. You know, it can be overwhelming at times, um, particularly when we're seeing all these stories that seem to imply that the dark side is winning. But the very fact that they're doing these things that show desperation just proves that they are not. I mean, the Fannie Willis um, indictments of Trump and others is an example. And now it's coming out that Fannie Willis ha is involved in a huge um, election fraud process, not only in Georgia, but across other states too. So I think her days are numbered, definitely. So I think I'm going to end it there. Uh, we're near the end of the show. I'd like to thank you for joining me again on the Cosmic Creating Show. I hope you've enjoyed it and that you'll join me next week as well. Just a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net. Uh, Nancy Hopkins, as usual, is the producer. Thank you, Nancy. And also thank you to Derek Condit for being the sponsor of Cosmic Reality Radio. You can find an incredible range of Shungite products and other metaphysical goodies at his website, which is mysticalwares.com. So until next week, stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.